Welcome back. It's episode nine of the Weeboo Podcast. I'm here with Chris, always the co-host of this great show. Today we got a crazy fun episode. Last week we talked about Disney. We went into maybe how Disney and anime are related. Maybe they're not. The difference is there. This week we're really going to talk about how we think anime is maybe changing the culture, coming into the scene and gaming, art, streetwear, you name it. Basically, anywhere you look right now, I feel we feel like anime is it's everywhere. And so we wanted to touch on that today. It's going to be pretty fun. But before we get into that, Chris, how was your week? Anything exciting happened? Any new anime that you watched? Any old anime that you rewatched? And what's going on? I kind of got back into the swing of things of watching anime again. And it took me a long time, actually. It took me almost a month to kind of get out of funk. And that's usually how long it usually takes me when I do like a detox from anime or take a break from anime. There's just, I just need to take a step back and just like not watch it because it's just too much. Or like the season will be like really bad or something and summer 2021 is, and we've said it numerous times that it's not a great season. And it like turns me off from watching anime sometimes, so it took me a while to get back into things. So, but I started watching a few things. I finished and binged an entire show called Classroom of the Elite. It was an interesting show. I, I would, I personally think it's like a fine show. It's not like great, but it was just very conceptually interesting because it's like, it's like a more like mind f show kind of, or like something that m- makes you think about about how you i guess go by your life so that that was pretty interesting and i watched all 12 episodes in like one sitting pretty much and then i finished bungo stray dogs all three seasons well I, i've been watching bungo stray dogs but i finally finished the third season of bungo stray dogs and then i actually really enjoyed bungo stray dogs um uh, people who have their own opinions on it think that it's a very average show what whatever it may be i, I actually enjoyed it a lot like from an entertainment standpoint and if you're interested in, you know, shonen shows or just a lot of good good characters, really. A lot of interesting characters. Like, Bungo Stray Dogs has a lot of variety of characters I would definitely recommend there. And then I tried watching one episode of Hunter x Hunter again. And then it was a struggle. So I, like, turned it off immediately after one episode. <laughs> and then I just started back up the Monogatari series. So then I'm on, like, the second season of Monogatari. And then for me, Monogatari was something I was, like, saving like until it got bad in order to get me back into anime what i mean by it got bad is like me not wanting to watch anime got bad and it reached that point so monogatari was really what kind of like brought me back into the swing of things and uh, same thing with bungo stray dogs and classroom of the elite because I, those were all entertaining shows that i enjoyed and finally i'm watching anime again which took me so long well welcome back to the anime viewing class good to see you back everyone needs a break I think every once in a while. But hey, hopefully the rest of the season keeps you excited. Unfortunately for me, the season is getting slow. It's getting rough, but because of that, I had to watch some other anime. I started watching Darling in the Franks. Pretty crazy. I've never seen that one before. I think a lot of people would be shocked. Came up on my list of recommendations. I was actually looking for a gaming mat with Chris last weekend, and... A lot of the gaming mats were of Zero Two, so I was like, I don't know who this is. I guess I have to watch Darling in the Franks. Um, ended up going with a Saber gaming mat from Fate. Yeah, I watched Darling in the Franks too, though. 
probably at the same time that you watched it and i think we both watched it because we did that waifu episode and zero two kind of came up everywhere <laughs> or at least that's why i watched it i was like oh i i don't know who zero two is but she just talked about so much when we did the waifu episode but darling the franks actually was a pretty good show i don't know if you finished it yet but i'm not at the end yet i heard it i heard you told me it gets a little slow and kind of trails off but so far it's so good i like it yeah, it's really weird because it trails off into a new arc at like episode 19, but the ending is still, it felt like an ending and felt good to me. It's just that the the in-between from episode 19 to get to the ending feels a little weird, but besides that, it's, it's not that bad. Honestly, I think it's better than anything I'm currently watching, so. Yeah, it's Let's at least entertaining. Let's not talk about the current season. Yeah, the current season is, oh my goodness. We have no updates. <laughs> We'll save that for the end of the season so we can roast everything. We can see it come together. Yeah, and to be fair, right, we've had so much good anime from, I think, winter of this year to spring or, and through spring that at some point we were just going to get a bad season. And knowing that there are some hype shows coming kind of at the back end of this year and also a lot of sequels, it was probably going to be summer 2021. And I feel like I should I should have I known or... Maybe there there might be a saving grace by the end of the season, but anyways. Yeah, and the other anime I started watching was Eden Zero. Have you heard of it? I feel like I've heard of it, but I haven't really watched it. Or I haven't watched it yet. So for anyone out there who's seen Fairy Tale, one of the most more popular anime, I think. It's written by Hiro Mashima. He previously wrote Rave Master, and his new anime is called Eden Zero. Everyone looks exactly the same in all three anime. It's like the same arc. It's like the same world, the same type of magic, but just different people and different powers. But it feels like you're rewatching the same story in a different timeline. It's really weird. I I don't know what he's trying to do with this. I don't know if he's just trying to milk the whole, the whole fairy tale one more time, but the main characters look exactly like the fairy tale characters this show has a 6.82 on mal it was That's so bad. trash i fell asleep this is the first time i've fallen asleep watching an anime i woke up at 11:30 and ruined my entire night all because i decided to watch eden zero after dinner and i fell asleep that's impressive this they have like 10 volumes or 11 volumes of the manga already readily available in english so there's a lot of chapters in the manga i would think this guy writes the same story three times in like in three different ways it's like he didn't know which one he wanted to go with fairy tale got popular and he's just putting out the rest of them rave master is pretty good though uh this one i see almost no world where this gets popular and becomes a multi-hundred episode anime but anyways that's that's a discussion for another day that's my rant for the week is uh, Hiro Mashima needs to do something different. <laughs> he needs to do better. Do better, Hiro. And it's a tragedy that this show has 25 episodes when some of these other good shows only get 12. <laughs> he probably he probably saved some funding from Fairy Tale. He's like, ah, that's how I'm gonna fund my next one. Anyways. <laughs> Alright, let's get into the real topic we're here today. The real reason this episode is going to be so fun. And that's going to be about anime in culture today. So, I think I'll let me start it off. 
lately a lot of games have been coming out with anime crossovers some type of anime reference and i think it's gotten to the point where it's actually becoming mainstream where there's no way you can play games or be a gamer without knowing at least the main anime uh, which is a really weird thing to think about because you would think if you're just a gamer you it's a maybe a similar world but maybe a different world where you don't have to really you play games all the time rather than watch anime all the time but with a lot of these games there's so many crossovers these days with anime characters and and references chris what are you what are your thoughts on this yeah it's very interesting but i think at the core of it all right gaming kind of came from japan to some degree with like playstation nintendo obviously coming out from there obviously xbox came from the u.s and microsoft which is completely different and pc gaming was more so big in the u.s than it was in japan but i think console gaming kind of came from japan and i i could be incorrect but it just feels like there's a there's a connection there um at least on the console side to J- japan and i think as a result there's just been a connection and there's this theme with whether it be otakus or the nerds of japan who like anime they tend to like video games at the same time too so there's just this like natural flow and progression and maybe that's just because you're used to seeing like 2d characters in 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 gaming or like 2d characters in anime and it's just very easy to relate to from one to the other i'm not too sure but at least for me and then maybe maybe it'll be interesting to hear your background for those that don't know your gaming background but for me like I, i like to play video games in my free time I play a lot of video games in my free time and it's kind of varied throughout the years. So I always was like a Nintendo gamer, but then I, I played a lot of Call of Duty throughout my years in high school. And then once I got to college, it was more so just going back to Nintendo. So like the Zeldas, the Super Smash Bros, the party games like Mario Party that you could play with your friends. I think like the Wii was big at some point. So there was a lot of Wii stuff like Wii Sports, which was really random. And then like recently I've been playing a lot more like PC gaming. So like Riot games, uh, League of Legends, Valorant, etc. TFT that I've been playing a lot. And there's just a lot of cl- crossover, a lot of similarities that you see from the video game side to the anime side. And I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's just very easy for me to at least um, connect the two. How, how about you? What's your background in terms of gaming? I know, I know you play a lot of uh, games too, at least when you have free time and you're not drowning in work, but... Yeah, so I've been, like Chris said, we've both been playing a lot of games our entire life. I've been playing Pokemon almost ever since it came out. <clears throat> I've played almost every single one. Outside of that, I've been playing a lot of turn-based games lately. I'm not too much into the RPG except Zeldas. Um, but, you know, overall, I, I do play a lot of games, mostly solo it wasn't until recently that I started getting back into like a battle royale, and that was because of Fortnite. And actually, the reason I wanted to really talk about this today was because Fortnite just released a new season. I don't really play too much anymore, but it is fun to hop on. I've been playing a little bit more as of late. And then I saw this uh, kind of information come out maybe a month ago or so that Fortnite was partnering with Shueisha. I think that's how you pronounce it. But they are, basically, they partly own Viz Media in Japan, which, for anyone who doesn't know, is has a big portfolio of anime. 
And we're talking Naruto, Dragon Ball, One Piece, uh, I think Pokemon too, Bleach, your favorite Hunter Hunter. Anyways, <clears throat> Fortnite I think is going to release a Naruto skin in this season. That's what the rumors are. Maybe they'll release more because they're partnering, uh, but could be Goku. Maybe we'll see some Dragon Ball in there too. I hope we don't see My Hero, but uh, who knows what could happen. And I think it's pretty interesting to think about that, you know, such a big game in America and maybe even the world for a bit is, uh, you know, bringing in all these types of collabs lately. And, and really the collab of the season seems to be could be Naruto. Anyways, that that's going to be something fun to find out. And it just made me think about how lately I've been noticing there are a lot of references to anime and the art actually in a lot of games. And maybe you touched on League, right? The art and the character designs when you are even Valorant, when they introduce the characters, that art is more similar to anime than a cartoon. So that's probably why there's like a lot of overlap there. And so I think it's interesting that like art and gaming has has dra- has drifted more towards like I wouldn't say a 3D character more but more of this 2D art style that is more representative of the anime art style and and kind of design but I think it's pretty interesting to just see all of these references coming out and Chris I don't know if you're aware but PUBG is coming out with a Jujutsu collab in the future as well and in the past we've seen some Call of Duty collabs we've seen 2K21 with their Naruto runs Man, I just whenever I think back, I just keep finding more and more references to anime and gaming. And what do you think? Do you think this is going to be a trend in the future? So I think recently, right, like you kind of touched on this, but Fortnite has not seen as much popularity as it once did. It it's still pop popular, and specifically related to your to the collab that you mentioned in terms of like the anime skins and whatnot and viz media being involved like i i think viz media is primarily is like the owner of shonen jump shows or manga right and i i might be wrong but and if you look at the audience that fortnite still has right now it's largely kids so i think there's a direct correlation there in terms of the collaboration fortnite probably was trying to figure out ways that they could sell more and make more revenue obviously because and they also know that their target market is not the adults right now. So uh, a lot of the adults, a lot of the older people, big streamers like Ninja have kind of stepped away from Fortnite, right? They've gone to other games. They play like Valorant, Apex Legends, etc. So I think Fortnite knows their, their target market and their wider audience are children, teenagers, and just a young audience. So it makes sense that they're collabing with someone like Viz Media who has the rights to all of these like shonen manga. So not surprised there at all that that's definitely something that makes sense to me. And then on the, on the flip side of things, right? PUBG is a little bit less tailored for kids. It's a battle royale. I think more adults play PUBG more so than Fortnite because of just the nature of the game. It's also more in line with something like Call of Duty, which and more realistic. And Jujutsu Kaisen, in my opinion, is a more adult tailored show than some of these other other shows that we've mentioned, like Naruto, My Hero, etc. 
so it, it makes sense and you can tell that these gaming companies are trying to collab with the right anime in order to target their specified audience yeah like these are pretty hype anime like pretty recent pretty new they have a lot of traction right now i think especially jujutsu i think that's definitely one of the more popular anime of the year and it's just interesting to see how fast these shows are being pulled into maybe crossovers with i just games in general uh i don't know i think it's really interesting to me and you know personally if i saw a crossover in a game i was playing i'm the type of guy who'd probably buy it i'm gonna shamelessly say it because like it's pretty cool to see and i love crossovers these days and actually this morning um I just got a package in the mail from Walmart because I had pre-ordered the Pokemon Oreos, uh, which <laughs> I guess is a crossover, right? That's a crossover from anime into food. Actually, Pokemon's been yeah, crossing over I everywhere so. lately. <laughs> but, I mean, you can't... The market for this audience is... They clearly know what they're doing. They're, they clearly know it's popular, um, especially with Jujutsu, with Naruto. I don't know. Like, do you, do you think this is going to be common though for, or do you think this is a fad? I don't think it's a fad. And uh, <laughs> I quickly touching on your Pokemon point, I I do want to say that Pokemon is a little different. I think from other anime, just because it's, I don't know, it's it's a video game plus anime, not really like just an anime standalone, <laughs> and it's just very popular amongst everyone. <laughs> So I, I think Pokemon is just on a larger scale than some of these other shows, but I don't think it's a fad in terms of other things. And I don't know if you've played any other games that have had collabs in the past, but for me personally, when I was in college, I played this game called Puzzles and Dragons, which was the number one game in Japan for a long, long time, long time, maybe like five, six year run um, on the app store. And it's still like one of the top 10 grossing games in japan which is mind-blowing to me because when i was in college that was almost like 10 years ago now which is kind of crazy to think about but that that game what was so interesting is one it was a gotcha game which japanese people love and i'll, I'll touch on this probably later on in the podcast but they did a lot of collaborations with a lot of anime franchises so some that i could think of off the top of my head are like aot evangelion Hunter Hunter, Fate. These are really big anime like studios anime, or anime shows that they were able to do collaborations with. And then their characters were basically in the gotcha system for Puzzles and Dragons. And similar to what you said of like, if you were playing the game that they did a collaboration you would buy, I, I was in the same boat. Like I was like, oh, like I love this show. I love AOT. I love Fate. I'm going to the gotcha system as much as i can while this is still going on right and this isn't just in puzzles and dragons like I, I could think of other um games more so in the japanese market on the mobile side but they've had a lot of success in terms of like generating revenue during these collaborations because like the people that have their waifus in the gotcha system definitely want to get their waifus or their husbandos so like other games like fake grand order i think seven deadly sins that's a game and they just did a collab with ReZero too um there's like another game huge game called shio neko project all these mobile games are doing it and i think what happened was fortnite all these western games kind of picked up on the trend as well and also with the kind of mainstream anime that's 
kind of breaking its boundaries in the, in the U.S. They they want to take advantage of that, right? With TikTok coming out, with a lot of the music for anime going everywhere in terms of trends of like doing dances or whatever on on TikTok, or even just doing like an anime tier list on TikTok, like stuff like that, like Fortnite. All these people that work on these video games, these large companies, are very much aware of that. So I can totally see them taking advantage of it. We're gonna see a lot more anime in the future that are as big as Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, like, and we talk about this all the time. But like, Chainsaw Man is a pretty very like gory show that seems like it, it should fall into something like PUBG eventually, and then. We're going to see another Demon Slayer later on this year. We're going to see AOT at the start of next year. Like there's always going to be a hype show, a hype anime that is going to get a lot of attention. And with social media expanding even more and more and more and all these people just like being more exposed to anime through streaming systems, there's no way in hell that this is a fad. It's it's here to stay for sure. Yeah, and I think going off of what you're saying about these crossovers with gaming, I wasn't aware that I know you played a lot of pad growing up. I didn't know they were incorporating a lot of anime characters into it. I'm glad I didn't know that. <laughs> but, man, tell us about Gotcha. I think, I let's just get into it. What is Gotcha? Tell, t- explain to everyone who doesn't know. Yeah, so Gotcha, I think, is a system that was more so monetized by Japanese gaming companies. And... It's it's a bit different because you know growing up on the west on the western side you had big games like Clash of Clans for example that monetized significantly differently from a gacha system. But what you do essentially is you're given like let's just say like five gems or something, and you get to pull one character from the machine. You re- you exchange those five gems in order for the right to pull one character. That one character could be the best character in the game, could be someone that's absolute crap, or someone that's just like very average or good. So, like, it's very random, right? You just have a chance at any character in the game. You pull the machine, and then pop comes your character, and then you kind of have this high of, like, whether or not you're going to get a good character or not. It's pretty much like if you're pulling, like, Pokemon cards, right? Like, you pay five bucks for a pack of Pokemon cards. You could have a shiny Charizard in there or or a high-rarity Charizard and then make a thousand bucks off of it, or you could just get nothing. So, it, it kind of falls in that same system, and it's funny because Japanese people just have kind of lived with this system for a long time. So if you go to Japan, there's these machines on the side of the street everywhere you go, pretty much. And if you go to like Akihabara, you'll see it everywhere. But there's something called a gacha gacha, which is you put in like a quarter and then like you turn the wheel and then a capsule comes out. And out of the capsule, you see you ha- you get like a keychain or something. But then like it's just all random, right? And it's it's seen in Steins Gate. I don't know if you remember it, but Mayushi is like putting in like a coin in order to get like the the metal. The rare, yeah, the yeah, rare the metal. Rare. And I don't I don't remember what it was exactly called, but that's basically what it is. And that they've incorporated that same exact system that they had for as long as I can remember, <laughs> at least since I was born. And they incorporated it into video games. And they've also applied that to like other systems, etc. And they're just psychos, man. They just love the thrill of like this like gotcha system, but at the same time, like all these companies are just raking in hella money because people are buying infinite gems for infinite rolls. Yeah, and people some people take it to extremes. I'm not gonna say I haven't done this before, but like Chris said, you get a few gems when you first start a game. 
Usually the rates are a bit higher when you start because the goal is to suck you in, even though they'll probably claim it's the same. But if you don't get someone you like, I mean, are you a person who restarts the game and tries one more time? Because I do it. I give, I give it one or two tries. For me, I, I do that too. Sometimes I'm just like, I'm too lazy. I'm not going to do it. But then for the most part, if I take a game seriously, I'll just like restart the game and then just, just like keep getting my first like roll until I get um, a good character. And I think this is something that you play a lot more than I do. But there, recently there was a game called Genshin Impact, which is basically the gacha game, but it's not even made by a Japanese company. I think it's made by a Chinese company. And Genshin is really interesting because one, the art is like all anime style, right? Like you could evidently tell that their intention was for the art to be more closely related to anime. And then they incorporate this gacha system. And then all these weaves and otakus probably just want all these characters. So then it's, it's just like basically draining everyone's wallets. I know a, a few people that have spent 500 bucks, a thousand bucks just to try to get characters in Genshin Impact. And compared to something like let's just say a super smash brothers or a monster hunter where you pay 60 bucks for the game and that's all the revenue that nintendo gets let's just say if dlcs like and other content wasn't available like genshin impact just got a thousand bucks from someone from trying to roll infinite gems yeah and and going off genshin what they also did was they got almost every single voice actor and actress to voice the characters in the game so if you watch a lot of anime, I guarantee you some of your favorite voice actors and voice actresses are voicing characters in Genshin Impact. I don't know how they got the bankroll to do this, but they did. So not only do they have the art, not only do they have the gacha, they even have the voice actresses. It's pretty crazy to think about. You can just tell that they're trying to target this anime-loving audience, right? Like you would never know the voice actors unless you watched anime then two the an this art style is very much anime and then three you get like the thrill of pulling the characters to a gacha system it just it's the perfect game for weeb <laughs> that's all i can really say but the interesting part about this and I want to give some credit to Trash Taste because they already talked about this on their podcast. So I don't want to sound like I'm I'm like ripping them off or anything like that. But as a Japanese person and someone that's been in like Japanese culture for a long time, every time I go back to Japan and I was telling you this off the podcast, but I try to get concert tickets for for artists that I really like. And what's interesting is that Japanese people have even incorporated this gacha system into like getting concert tickets. So you get you get to purchase a ticket and that ticket basically is a gacha or like five gems for you to roll to see if you get the actual concert tickets. And the funny part is you like buy 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 this like initial like ticket to see if you have the right to buy the ticket. And it's not even like if you win off of that ticket like you get the ticket for free you like get the right to buy the ticket so like you have to pay initial like five gems and then again pay to go to the concert which is like ridiculous to me but they've incorporated this into a lot of their like events their concerts their uh meetings their like basically something like an anime expo etc so that it's fair for everyone to attend these events 
it's not like a first come first serve basis like Coachella where you're just waiting in line praying that you're like the first person in and then can buy the ticket it's basically everyone has a fair chance you can come get your ticket your gotcha ticket at any point in the day and then you can see whether you have the right to buy the ticket at a later point so yeah Japanese people are crazy they just love this thing and is this low-key genius in making money though see I think it is a way for them to make revenue because I don't see how else it's a like good system because it just takes too long for it to process right like let's just say for for us like on in the US for something like Coachella like if you buy the ticket you're done you you bought the ticket but then you have to kind of go and buy the ticket if you're in Japan in order to see if you can buy the actual ticket and then like there's like a waiting period up until that point then you have to go and buy the ticket it's just like there's too many steps involved but it's a very fair way to ensure that everyone has a chance so maybe that's why they do it i'm not sure but they've just kind of incorporated this everywhere you really hope it's you really hope it's random chance though you you really got to hope <laughs> yeah and this was something that um they also mentioned on trash taste but has happened to me a couple times too is if you buy like let's let's just say like i bought like 10 tickets right because you you just never know or like 10 gacha tickets for a concert and you just you just never know if if any of those 10 will get you the right to buy tickets to a concert right if you for whatever reason hit on all 10 of those tickets you have to buy 10 tickets so like i will have 9 left over and i don't i wouldn't know what to do with it and it's it's just a weird system to be honest with you is there a pity system like gotcha games like basically for those who don't know a pity system is it's in a lot of american games too you roll enough times you spend enough money you're basically guaranteed a a or s tier character i mean you know just so you keep playing you don't feel like you just spent a lot and got nothing um but that's what pity is it's basically the gamers the game company saying Oh, uh, we take pity on your unfortunate luck. Here here's a free character, but does that no. also happen in, in concert tickets? No, that, that that doesn't really happen. And I think before there there were actual other other systems in place like right now like more so with like music, it's moved to a more digital platform like Spotify, Apple Music, etc. But then before like you would have to buy the CDs to get the these like gotcha tickets. You would essentially need to buy like multiple CDs in order to get these like 10 different gacha tickets in order to try to get to their concert in some situations. So like your consolation prize is you got the CD, but now you're stuck with like 10 CDs that you don't know what to do with any of these. Right, right. Man, what this really reminds me of is is for all those sneakerheads out there who have the Nike sneakers app. They hype up all these drops and then you got to wake up early in the morning on the west coast and you got to just pray you get selected to buy the shoe. I mean, you don't got to pay to put an entry in. But that's basically what it seems like to me is Nike kind of copied this gotcha system and said, "Hey, everyone wants these shoes. We'll just do random raffles every day for these drops." And, you know, eventually when you hit one, you're going to probably buy it even if like you didn't really want it, but you just decided to apply for it anyway. probably because of the amount of times you you've tried to get something and you failed. Yeah, I think they did kind of take it from there, but I think they Nike specifically had a issue with bots too where people were developing bots that were 
basically guaranteeing them to win the sneakers. And that's something that's kind of happened in streetwear in general. So I think they try to get rid of that. Their solution was this raffle system, but it's it's basically like a like a ripoff of the gotcha system. That's so interesting. And gotcha, I think definitely from what I hear, a lot of my friends in the gaming industries, they say when you design a game these days, you're almost forced to develop a game that has some type of gotcha element into it because that's what is addicting and keeps people playing. It's like the lotto for kids, right? But it's not just that, right? It's the most like high revenue generating method in in terms of like games. So for a company like Nintendo that sells like a $60 software and you buy the software and you're done, they're definitely not making as much money as something like Genshin Impact, who has a gotcha system within, like Clash of Clans or Clash Royale, which is like you have to buy cards or you have to buy like specific units or whatever. That is way more like it's it's just a monetization technique, basically, that they're incorporating into the games and making sure that they, they're maximizing their, their revenue, which is totally a business move. It, although you could say that's for the thrill. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it is for the throw in a, in a way, right? Because people like like to roll for for items, for characters, I mean, for power-ups. I mean, however, whatever game you're playing, if it has some type of gotcha element, I'm sure you've experienced the thrill of hitting, you know, a good roll once in a while. Um, but yeah, I definitely see how they're making way more money than Super Smash Brothers. But then again, that's a more of a competitive game, and you can't give, I guess, an unfair element to... A game that really thrives on competitive play like that. Yeah, definitely. One area or one thing I actually want to ask you was um, in the past, most of the collaborations that I've seen in terms of anime is like within the gotcha system. And we've kind of talked about the gotcha system a lot already. But is there anything else or any other game format that you would actually like to see anime collaborations that you could potentially think of. I know you don't play like a whole lot right now because you're busy with work, but like if there was a one game or like one game style that you want to see a collaboration, is there anything that you could think of? So because I play a lot of like turn-based games, it would be fun if there were characters, like some type of crossover character in that game. I mean, I don't know how you would pull it off correctly, but I feel like it could be like a side story that could be really interesting. And I don't know, like, I just think in that type of aspect, you're not, you don't really have a competitive advantage for the gotcha itself. But if you could bring anime characters into like the user or basically the, you know, some type of artwork, that could be really cool. Um, I do see it maybe, you know, Fortnite has this advantage where they have emotes. And I mean, a couple games do nowadays where you can do a dance move, you can play a song, but if you could really start bringing in anime music or maybe even some like other things outside the Naruto run into the game, I could see that being a pretty popular way to monetize additional off additional anime related topics, but also kind of bring that crossover in and really be successful with it. I think uh, doing the gotcha crossover is successful in a way because, but you only get the fans who really know it um, versus like, some of the anime references could be really cool. Like, I don't know if you could just go Super Saiyan in, in some random game, but hey, I think it could be an interesting way to cross over in the future. 
Um, or just even play as a user, like an anime, like just your character itself is the character from the anime, but nothing's really physically different about the character. I've, I've like kind of thought about this because like I said, I played pad and playing pad, I always had anime collaborations, right? To, or to always like enjoy because I could use like the actual characters from the games within the, the puzzles and dragons games. And I was thinking of like all the games that I could like potentially like use like anime character. Like I said, I recently have been playing a lot of Riot games. So like League and Fallow and TFT. And then I was like, uh, like there's probably no room for anime collaborations there just because League has their own world and whatnot. But one game that I actually would love to see a collaboration for. And we've seen a lot of collaborations with this game before, but it stayed within the video game world which is actually slightly disappointing to me, but it's actually Super Smash Brothers. And I think it would be really interesting if they had some kind of collaboration with like an anime character or, and you could use that character within the game and kind of replicate the fighting of the anime. So I know there's like fighting games for like Naruto, for example, that are a little bit similar to Super Smash Brothers, but not that similar. It's more so, I think, aligned with something like Tekken and Street Fighter. But it'll be interesting, I think, if Super Smash Bros. had like an anime collab and then you could use something like, or some character like Naruto or like Tanjiro from like Demon Slayer or AOT character, etc. Yeah, those those 1v1 games back in the day, I played Dragon Ball, I played Bleach, I played Naruto, I had them all on the Xbox. Those are actually really fun to play, um, just 1v1 with someone. You can play online, you can challenge other people, but it would be really cool, actually, if you ever had a Super Smash, like, pure anime version. Just the pure anime version of Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, it's funny because I... <laughs> Recently, I actually think Nickelodeon re released a, or n not released, but announced a game that is the exact same like copy of Super Smash Brothers, but with Nickelodeon characters. So for someone like a child that is growing up in the U.S., they can basically play Super Smash Brothers with their favorite characters that are cartoons, right? So it makes a lot of sense, and it makes a lot of sense from an anime standpoint, in my opinion, because. I, I thought those like anime fight fighting games like you said or with Dragon Ball and Naruto were pretty fun and it's fun because you can basically do the moves that you've been seeing like growing up as a kid or on TV like doing like a Rasengan on your own just feels pretty good <laughs> so like something like that on like a more refined level of like Super Smash Brothers would be like super interesting and in the past Super Smash Brothers has like collabed with Minecraft Final Fantasy, um, a lot of different games, right? That kind of go across a huge spectrum, but they haven't gone outside of that. So maybe that's a opportunity for Super Smash and Nintendo to monetize. But we all know that Nintendo is also a Japanese company that is super conservative and doesn't do anything outside of their comfort zone. So they just got Bluetooth on the Switch four years later. Hey, props to the Bluetooth on the Switch. I just updated my Switch. I was like, finally. Finally. How hard was this? I don't know why it took so long. I mean, we don't even have like voice comms on Super Smash Brother yet within the game when you play with friends. So, But yeah, I do think kind of going back, anime and crossovers, it's such an interesting concept. And maybe it's not just limited to anime. Maybe in the future... Um, 
we'll see it in outside of games too like maybe board games or you know just some type of interesting type of concept like maybe they have monopoly anime i don't know i don't live in japan but you know just seeing your typical games that you grew up loving to play like i know we play a lot of katan lately and i don't know how you do anime with that but i'm just saying like i think if you could bring anime into a lot of the standard games that you play on a day-to-day basis it's like a nice change of pace nice change of art um that I think could be really interesting in the future, especially with the way anime is growing. And, you know, 10, 20 years from now, there's going to be a lot of anime that people have heard of or seen before versus right now, the only people, the only anime that are really big are the, the mainstream Dragon Ball, Naruto's, Bleach's, that, you know, there was almost no way not to know, but it's not as widespread as it is now. And I think earlier you mentioned a comment about streetwear. Um, that's really interesting, too. Because I don't know about you, but I've seen a lot of streetwear collabs with anime as of late. And they're usually pretty hyped up and they sell out really quick. Yeah, so <laughs> I I kind of sound like I have like a lot of different interests. But one of my other interests outside of like video game and anime is fashion. And I just sound extremely Japanese because Japanese people just like clothes for whatever reason. and also But you love... are Japanese. <laughs> I know, but it's just like... <laughs> I just sound like the most stereotypical Japanese person that likes clothing, video games, and anime and manga. But um, that's pretty much what I am. I like I I really enjoy clothes as well. So I I always go back to Japan and do like the whole shopping thing. And then um, a lot of my clothes are actually just from Japan to begin with. But that I think is why there's a lot of collaboration between streetwear and anime because a lot of the streetwear is kind of derived from Japan and they're not a lot, like not everything is derived from Japan, right? There's a lot of streetwear that comes out of the U S comes out of New York, also comes out of Europe, etc. Just a lot of clothing brands that are really big all over the world, but there's a lot of huge brands that come from Japan, something like a Bape that, allows anime companies or anime shows to have the opportunity to to collab with them and like in the past we've seen a lot of collaborations like Bape has a, had a collaboration with like One Piece, Dragon Ball Z, Naruto and Boruto, but we also seen collaborations with some a huge company like Supreme where there was a whole Supreme Akita collaboration which I hopped on the bandwagon for, but at the same time like a lot of people that probably didn't even watch Akita or watch anime like bought as well, but it just became so mainstream. And some of the other ones that we've seen in the past, Dragon Ball Z had a huge sneaker collaboration with Adidas where they actually had like Dragon Ball Z shoes based on the characters from the show, which is like insane to think about, but it's just so iconic in terms of Dragon Ball Z characters, like the orange, the greens, the, the purple and the whites, like you can blatantly tell it's a Dragon Ball Z sneaker. And then what one one area that I really wanted to touch on was with these like street high quality streetwear brands, it like I said, it comes from Japan a lot. It a lot of the inspiration comes from there. That's why there's like a lot of communication that takes place between these anime shows and streetwear brands. But not everyone ca- has access to it. So not everyone owns a Supreme t-shirt. Not everyone owns a Bape t-shirt in Japan. Not everyone owns it, obviously, in the U.S. as a result. Like, it's super expensive. If you have buy, like, a Supreme Akira t-shirt on retail, it's, like, 80 bucks. You buy it on resale, it's, like, 200 bucks. 
it's way too expensive. So not everyone has access to it. But there's a huge company, huge clothing company that came from Japan called Uniqlo. And Uniqlo is doing infinite collaborations with anime companies, but also some, some lead designers like uh, Murakami Takahashi, uh, where he did like the collaboration with Doraemon. And right now, I think there's the whole Demon Slayer line, which kind of came with the popularity of the movie that was in the U.S., also with the new season coming out, like they brought back additional shirts, additional designs for the collaboration. And even going further than that, Uniqlo has collaborations with some, someone like Yoasobi, who is an artist who does anime openings and endings, but also is just iconic across the globe in terms of like TikTok music, in terms of Spotify plays, etc. So it's like Uniqlo is really the one, in my opinion, that's getting anime to the mainstream, not these like streetwear companies, because streetwear is just so hard to access, so expensive. There's just such a high barrier to get these items. It's not always just sitting on shelves. You have to get in line like the gotcha system and play like a raffle system in order to get, get these pieces. But with Uniqlo, we can walk into a store in the US now and we'll see a Demon Slayer shirt just sitting there, which is mind blowing to think about for me because 15 years ago, that was not a thing. That was when we were in high school, there was no way in hell we could find a Demon Slayer shirt. But I guarantee you there are some high schoolers, some weaves out there that are wearing the Uniqlo Demon Slayer shirts when they go to school. And I bet you they talk about it. Like maybe in the past it wasn't cool, but now I feel like it's really actually cool to be wearing some type of anime anime related shirt. I feel like these Uniqlo, I mean the Uniqlo Demon Slayer shirts sold out so fast. It was hard to get my hands on a few of them and I bought like 5 of them. Nowadays I just feel like it's part of the norm. Like it's actually cool to have to be repping like some anime that you like on your shirt. Like in the past maybe some people would be like, "Oh, this guy's a this guy's a weirdo. He's watching anime. He's got anime on his shirt." But nowadays it's like everywhere you look on a usually on a day-to-day basis you can probably find someone wearing some type of anime related shirt maybe it is because i'm on the west coast california does have a lot of weebs out here but it's it's interesting to see and even when i look um you know in the professional sports world i don't know if you know who miles garrett is on the cleveland browns his helmet like protecting mask is like literally goku and uh gohan doing a kamehameha on his mask it's it's like it's the I don't know if it's cool but it's oh the the helmet's cool but I'm just saying I don't know if wearing anime on your clothes is cool but it's definitely become more accepted and I don't think your people are really judged for it anymore. Yeah, do you think that's actually as a result of TikTok and social media though? Because I have I swear to God I I didn't know like half the people I knew watched anime until like they all started making like anime tier list videos on TikTok and I'm just like what. You watch anime? It's like a popular thing to do now where you get views for doing this on TikTok. Yeah, it's like those are the most popular. They have millions of views to do your tier list like of just anime shows, anime sleepers, like just whatever topic you want to even think about. It's actually insane that it's just so popular. Actually, TikTok, I think they even have filters that like, you can pull up anime characters into your, your screen or something. I think this kind of goes back in full circle, like um, how we structured this like season of the podcast, right? We actually had like a theme. We talked about 
different aspects of like these this anime handbook that we kind of wanted to talk about how anime could break in the future to hollywood etc how it's kind of collaborated with different components of like pop culture and whatnot but it kind of comes back full circle because when we were growing up anime was not readily available like it wasn't on netflix it wasn't on crunchyroll it wasn't on funimation or it was but like you could only watch like five shows or something and it just wasn't readily available you had to go to these like sketchy websites or you would have to look it up on your own go to like a japanese website to watch anime when you were growing up in the u.s and now that's readily available now that's all over tiktok now that's all over social media now that there's like comparisons against like disney shows collaborations with hollywood companies etc like it's becoming a cool thing kind of and kind kind of yeah just kind of kind i don't get, i don't want to get carried away here but we'll take all we can get yeah so it's like it goes full circle right like because we've talked about it a lot in terms of like the just like the beauty of just seeing anime on netflix alone and also just how much opportunity there really is for the anime industry to break through and like we're seeing it in so many different aspects of of just society and culture now just in gaming in clothes and streetwear people just expressing themselves more so as anime enthusiasts or fans on social media etc it's kind of crazy i definitely think it's crazy and i'm actually kind of excited for the next couple years i think it's going to get a lot bigger i buy a lot of anime related items just for my own personal use but who knows maybe one maybe someday in the future be we're gonna look back and and really want some of the old anime collecting like figures and i don't know all the other stuff we've probably collected over our past 15 years of being weebs but it's kind of exciting i think it's i know we say it a lot but it's just interesting to see how common it is to watch anime yeah, it's like weird because it's almost like a like a pitch that we're making. Almost like, oh, hey, this is like our company. You should work here. But it's like it's a very exciting time to be an anime fan right now because yeah, we're going it's just public, baby. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's it's funny. But there were two areas I actually want to touch on really quickly before I, I know we're pushing the hour mark. So before we end the podcast and one area in terms of anime collaborations i was actually slightly disappointed in and not because like they messed up or like anime didn't do it correctly was the the lack of collaboration with the olympics in japan and that's not as a result because of people not wanting to collaborate like there were intentions in japan to collaborate and present anime throughout the olympics make it more of a show right but because of covid and because people weren't able to attend the olympics there was just not as much exposure that kind of came out of it because no matter where you go and if you have a huge event in japan like an expo or a conference a a gathering whatever it may be the olympics like they always try to integrate anime into it because they think it's a huge part of japanese culture and it's something that people can recognize at least all over the world and they they in japan recognize that anime is just such a huge like thing that's just gone beyond the boundaries of japan but we just never really saw that this year in the olympics because there was just no crowd there was nothing you could kind of it was a shame i think you know 
it was very traditional to start. I think the only anime reference I clearly remember was they closed out with uh, the song by Lisa, Gurenge. I believe that was the closing Olympic song. Um, I actually saw more references from, you know, the athletes themselves rather than, than the Tokyo committee. And maybe that's, I think, what you're, the point you're making is um, I feel like they could have embraced it more and no one would have thought twice about it. And actually people would have been more curious about it. I think well, it was actually a lot of athletes who did poses from many different anime. Um, and it was really, if you, if you watched it, you knew what they were doing but if you didn't it just might have just you might have turned a blind eye and not really understood what was happening yeah it just sucks right because if people went to japan and visited to go watch the olympics and gotten themselves like kind of indulged in japanese culture and just not even just in like anime format but just learning like the food or like music or whatever it may be there's so much to love about japan and i so I'm sounding like another stereotypical Japanese person again, but it, it just felt like there was just so much opportunity lost as anime fans for more people to be exposed to anime. And like, it's, it's not fair because it's not necessarily in the people in Japan's fault, right? It, it just, it just happened with COVID and the pandemic and whatnot. But right. A little disappointing there. Yeah, one thing we didn't actually talk about, and this is, I, I think it's more so down your alley, but... One area that I think is actually huge in terms of collaborations that we didn't touch on it at all is uh, the collaborations with music. And we've talked about it on the podcast. Evan Flo is, I think you've quoted as your favorite opening song. Porter Robinson has done a remix of it, goes to public places and plays it. And I think you just recently sent me a video. I don't know who the artist is, but they basically did a remix of Lisa's Gurenga song from Demon Slayer. And then in front of massive crowds, like thousands and thousands and thousands of people. It was fire. Everyone knew it too. I think everyone knew it. Or like at least everyone was hype about it, right? It's like, oh shit, like this is a good song. And then like you could vibe. I mean, like who knew? Who knows? People were might have been on alcohol and drugs, but <laughs> that's that's a whole different story. They didn't even leave it at the music. They even had the background of the anime. They had Demon Slayer in the background, and I think that's what made it like you know that that was was really cool. Yeah, like no, you, no shame there. But like, as someone, let's just say I went to their concert, I didn't know what Demon Slayer was, or I didn't know what the song was, and I saw the visuals, I saw the, or I heard the remix, which was a good remix, like you said. Like, I would probably go look up what that was, like what song that was, and what the visuals were, and then maybe that's how anime gets even bigger and wider, or like reaches a wider audience, right? There's so many opportunities there in terms of music too. And Porter obviously is like the pioneer that's kind of done this because he's done multiple remixes and has done it publicly and whatnot. But I feel like there's obviously a lot of artists still that are out there that want to collaborate with anime songs. So yeah, I feel like there's another outlet there that people can get exposed. Oh yeah, definitely. I think music's up and coming. I think that we're still at the brink of, you know, incorporating a lot of the anime music into mainstream mixes and you know hearing it at a club and whatnot but it's coming i'm going to porter soon i'm hoping he plays heaven flow but yeah and i think it'll it'll just come right like i think anime music as a whole and i don't know if you feel the same way but i feel like anime music has just gotten better and better each year and 
like Gurenge was a good sign of that and even like the recent Demon Slayer movie like Homura by Lisa was a good sign of that also just like even something as small as like 86 I, I don't know if 86 is small but like 86 is ending and like opening music is like fantastic it's it's great so it's just it just feels like music as a whole in anime is getting better and just the quality is getting better so I'm sure more artists will be kind of keen to collab in that sense if if the music just keeps getting better yeah growing up i had an anime playlist and it was literally just naruto bleach and that was it and it got very boring very fast nowadays my anime playlist sounds like a banger playlist like for those who didn't know it's just all japanese music i mean it's pretty nice playlist and you know we have a collab playlist together and honestly i listen to it a lot it's it's a banging playlist yeah it's only gonna get better like as more artists kind of get involved and and even recently we saw you also be do an opening and ending for beat stars like that's that's a huge moment i think and a huge win for anime getting a very iconic artist recognized globally to to do something on anime and on a show that's on netflix so all right well that was a fun episode um definitely i think i actually got to update our music playlist with uh, some of the recent songs from this season but i'll get to that in the coming week and i guess any closing comments for you or are you kind of just same as me and just waiting to see what happens in the next couple years waiting for these crossovers these collabs to happen and, and appreciate them when they do no, I think the main takeaway from for me from this podcast is I'm just a stereotypical Japanese person that loves anime, manga, and clothes. Send Gacha his way if you're looking to promote a Gacha game. I know. This man uh, over here will play it. If you add some like collaboration with my favorite anime, aka something like Sakura So, I'll spend a thousand bucks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, we're gonna buy some white Schwartz card, but that's a topic for another day. Yes, yes, please. I am down. Any closing thoughts from you? Or Nope, I'm waiting for this Fortnite skin. I might play Fortnite again all of a sudden just to uh, wait until Naruto drops. But if it doesn't drop, I'm going to be very disappointed in myself. If you're getting the Naruto skin, I'll get the Sasuke skin. <laughs> Let's hope they come out with both. That would be pretty sick. All right, well, that'll do it for this week. Thanks for listening, everyone. Appreciate you guys. Until next time. Peace out, we booze.